Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to a Cinematic Universe mini-sode. I'm your host Joe Cunningham and joining me to bridge the gap between our Superman 3 and Thor The Dark World episodes are... Just James me. Just James me. Just, just James, James me. Not, I'm not editing that. It's just James <laughs> me. It's James you and it's Joe me and um, we're here to talk some comic book movie news, aren't we James? Uh, I'm already quite tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm looking forward to this, though, because I have been positively reinvigorated with some Marvel news. <laughs> Fortunately, most of which uh, arrived today as we record, which is Thursday, listeners. That's when we record our minisodes. And um, apart from that, I think we were going to struggle to have much to talk about. But there is lots of Infinity War news out there, which is now like... D- six i think seven weeks away i think it's really seven weeks from now yeah and i was looking at some lego boxes in forbidden planet the other day and thinking oh now i know what happens in the film well you know we never know from lego boxes james but (laughs) as as we're gonna find out as this podcast goes on uh i've got some theories got some theories i want to throw out there i get i get excited every so often that someone will like drop a little nugget about a marvel film and i go oh what if the next eight movies unfold like this (laughs) i did i I did i I still remember when they announced like civil war i was like what if they announced civil war and then this character you remember my famous this character dies in that movie then that character dies in that movie like no uh, no one's died everyone's surprisingly alive no, uh, wait, all the villains are all dying. They, they've all been dying. <laughs> Is anyone heroic dead? Uh, even, even, even Meek survived, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Odin died. Odin. Yeah, yeah. And Fre- Frigga I... died in in two. And one thought that that world will be talking about that next week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shall we? Um. Shall we talk some Avengers: Infinity War? Nah, let's not bother. Actually, <laughs> okay, uh, James. I'd like to start out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on a bit of music in the background now to set the tone because <laughs> there's something that I'm kind of upset about. So I don't know how this is gonna work on the podcast because okay. I'm literally just playing it on my phone in the background. But here we go. <laughs> Where's Hawkeye, James? <laughs> Does anyone Where's... care? Oh, I just... I... I think Linda Cardellini cares. I certainly care. I've been, you know, I've been sitting down and watched the trailer. <laughs> Wes Clint, he's not there. 
the promotional images have all come out. 18 different character posters. Where's Clint James? He's not there. No, I mean, the problem is... Uh, he just is the worst, isn't he? No! He's the best! Bucky is the worst, we've established this. Bucky's just nothing, like, Hawkeye's actively bad. Wait, hang on a second, James. Till now, I always get by on my own. I'm imagining, like, Hawkeye singing this, like, whilst looking at all the other Avengers having fun over in Wakanda. <laughs> where is he, though? Seriously, where is he? There's no... <laughs> I'm going to stop the music now. Where is where is Clint? Because uh, all the other adventures are there. There doesn't seem to be any reason why he wouldn't be there. Um, I, I I think we know that he's going to be in one of the Avengers movies, unless they're set. Unless they're I don't know. We haven't seen Ant Man either, but Ant Man has a movie coming out like literally like six weeks after Infinity War. Yeah. So you could you can imagine why they might want to save Ant Man. Put him in that one, and maybe Hawkeye's in Ant Man. I don't know. It's got to be somewhere, doesn't he? I kind of wonder if maybe he just dies in the first act and <laughs> trying to no. paint over that. No, don't. That's worse. That is. I genuinely really like Hawkeye. Uh, okay, admittedly, I don't mind Hawkeye. The problem is he's played by Jeremy Renner. I also like Jeremy Renner, and I like Jeremy Renner when he is in these like supporting roles. Where you get to like so, Age of Ultron. Uh, we talked about it at the time. That was on that film. We spoke so much about how it was the rehabilitation of Hawkeye. Yeah, that like finally the movies had given him something to do. He had his own little subplot, and it paired him up with Aaron Taylor Johnson's arsehole Quicksilver, <laughs> and just the disdain with which Hawkeye treated Quicksilver <laughs> in that movie was fantastic. And I yeah, I like Renner when he's not in boring leading man roles. He was he was a very interesting actor uh, before The Hurt Locker when he was, like, just popping up in things. And I I think, like, supporting role Hawkeye is kind of perfect for him. The other... I mean, the other possibility is, James, that they're just prepping a solo Hawkeye movie and they don't want to overload us with Hawkeye. There's no way they're going to... No, it's not, that's not happening, is it? Not happening. <laughs> but surely he's got a nice a nice supporting role in the Black Widow movie. You would imagine, but they might have a flashback to a younger version who is played by someone with a different face. I think the most likely fate, I think, for Hawkeye is that he appears on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finale and then is never allowed back in the movies like Sif did. (laughs) That's what's going to happen there. Listen, I don't think you have shared my pain with this. (laughs) I'm going to be listening to Heart all night. (laughs) Look, my favourite character has already been written out of the MCU quite summarily without even an ending, so... Uh, Darcy. Yeah. Uh, she might come back. She's never coming back. Yeah, no. I don't think Taika Waititi she, has any, she wasn't any interest, in, does he? She wasn't in the Marvel 10 Years photo. Oh, that is... That's brutal. Mm-hmm. Is, um, is Stella Skarsgård still around? <sighs> the best of the, Scar- the Skarsgård. <laughs> I think... I think I remember seeing that he's in Infinity War somewhere. Yeah. yeah. He's, the, he's the one, isn't he? He's the one that, like... He's the new Coulson. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's actually talk the, the serious stuff that we that we do now <laughs> know about Infinity War. So James, you haven't read this Entertainment Weekly report yet. No, I'm very excited to get spoiled for Infinity War. Well, so here's, here's the thing. You don't really need to. Um, 
they've released lots of covers of the characters which you can go and have a look at and i guess we can briefly talk about those first um iron man has uh, has a new suit which is uh the, you know the one we've seen in the trailer but with a little bit more detail now it's got kind of like wings and yep it, and it's also it's been revealed as part of the article that it is kind of like bleeding edge. So whereas his whereas the art reactor before was what was powering the suit, the art reactor now is like it it is the suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very much like the Black Panther tech that we saw for Black Panther that Sherry made for Black Panther suit there. Um, Trying to think apart from that, they've just they've just paired up uh, some interesting characters on the on the post on on the. On the on the cover, so we've got <laughs> Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch, yeah, uh, Groot and Rocket and Thor, which makes more sense. Uh, Dot Strange and Hulk get their own ones. I'm just clicking through them now. Um, Okoye and Star Lord, which you know, it's weird how fast things can ch- change, isn't it? Like <laughs> two and a half years ago, we had Guardians of the Galaxy. Just oh, maybe, yeah, two and a half. Yeah, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming out, and everyone going, "Holy shit, this is better than everything that's come before." This is so funny, you're doing so... And now you look at that cover and go, oh, I think I'm think more interested in Okoye than we are uh, Star-Lord at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hulk, Hulk gets his own cover. Vision and Shuri, uh, Black Panther, Thanos, Spider-Man is Iron Spider costume, Mantis and Bucky. Um, someone, one of our listeners made the joke on Twitter, Mantis touches Bucky. I feel nothing. <laughs> you feel nothing. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to credit that. Uh, that's, that was uh, Oysen Boyce on Twitter. Mantis touching Bucky, you feel nothing. Wh- which I think is unfair. I think Bucky feels a lot of things. I just don't think they come across on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode now I'm going to do it. I'm, so. I'm enjoying the new War Machine armor. Uh, yes, that's next. And, and he and he is with um, Drax. On his cover, then there's Iron Man with his fancy new armor as well. <clears throat> uh, Blonde Widow, Blonde Widow with her new sticks and cool-looking costume. Uh, Cap gets his own cover. Um, Falcon and Gamora are together. So they're all the covers, and as we said, no Hawkeye there, no Ant Man either. Um, yeah, so to get then into actually the the bits from the article that reveal stuff that we don't know, um, Thor and at least Rocket, but probably all of the Guardians make it to Wakanda for the for that final showdown. So while we haven't seen them yet, uh, the scene that EW was on set for was Thor and um, Cap meeting together for the first time, uh, which you, you presume is kind of third act after all that other stuff has happened out in space. Mm-hmm. Apparently uh, Rocket is teamed up with Bucky and Rocket's making jokes about um, stealing... Uh, Bucky's arm. arm. <laughs> yeah, uh, we find out that Cap's gauntlets that we've seen on his on his wrists in the in the trailers they are uh, Shuri has made those and they're vibranium and I think that they're kind of making a point that this vibranium was uh, gifted to Cap mm-hmm. by Black Panther because there's mutual respect there. Whereas obviously the shield was something that was more than likely taken. And then Thor has a replacement for Mjolnir. Uh, he has Stormbreaker now, which I'm is his axe, by that. right? Yeah, uh, it's not really an axe; it's like a battle hammer, a war hammer. Battle hammer, okay. Um, Although you know, Stormbreaker is Beta Ray Bill's uh, hammer in the comics. Oh, so. is it? Yep. I see. Uh, it's just, Beta Ray Bill is just one of those characters, James, that I just think 
cool. He's cool. I like him. <laughs> I like him whenever I he mean, shows up. He is a horse with the power of Thor. What's not cool about that? It's it, it, I, honestly, I think he's better than uh, Frog Thor. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, I I think he's cool. And um, we saw him etched in the uh, in Thor Ragnarok, didn't we? In um, uh, was it etched um, or he was definitely one of the big faces on the yeah tower. on the on the to- on the uh, yeah like the totem tower kind of that's yep. kind of what I meant yeah. Uh, so I mean, c- canonically part of the MCU, and mm-hmm. hope- hopefully in Thor four, which as I've mentioned before is going to be split into two parts, and in the second part Thor is going to form a football team, um, <laughs> and uh, hopefully that in goal maybe is Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> that that would be that would be more than fine by me. It's a very tortured joke. I'm. I'm pleased to have been present. For it. It's not the first time I've made it on the podcast know, either, but... but it's something that I'm so proud of that I I will I will bring up as often as I can. <laughs> James Thanos is just a malevolent fuck who just wants to destroy everyone. Right? That's his. That's his thing in the comics. He's just he's a lot more nuanced. To be slightly fair, like he. So talk us talk us through <laughs> Thanos's motivations in the comics because I want to see how this matches up with what we what we found out in this article okay, today. So broadly speaking, in the comics, Thanos is a devout worshiper of death, like the the literal spiritual embodiment of death, like the cosmic yeah. concept made not flesh because she's just a skeleton in a hood, but. Uh, James, I'll throw you out another one of my theories that didn't come true. Go Hela on. was going to play that role in uh, <laughs> Infinity War. Did um, not happen. No, unfortunately. Um, no. So yeah, so he's a devout worshipper of death, and basically his attempts to get the Infinity Gauntlet and murder everyone are broadly speaking an attempt to impress death. Like obviously there okay. are variations on that concept, but you know, he's he's less malevolently evil and self-interested and more sort of he's got a crush yeah i'm trying to think of like he's he's a lot more affable than you would expect for someone who wants to kill the entire universe okay well that's interesting um i think that the movies it sounds like is going even further than that um so obviously we know from the the kind of nebula gamora stuff that he's He's not a nice dude, obviously. Sure. Um, but it sounds like he has, yes, yeah, slightly more nuanced intentions in the movie than we're expecting. Uh, so this is the quote, which uh, I believe comes from Josh Brolin. Um, Thanos is from a planet called Titan that is no longer inhabited because of... The- no, this is Kevin Feige, sorry. <laughs> Thanos, is- <laughs> Thanos is from a planet called Titan that's no longer inhabited because of things that he couldn't help prevent and he was not allowed... To- oh, because of things that he thought he could help prevent and he was not allowed to do that. What he feared most happened, and the planet and everybody on it basically went extinct. He vowed not to let that happen again. He thinks he sees the universe going down the tubes. He thinks he sees life expanding outward unchecked, and that that will bring ruin, he believes, to the universe and to that life. And uh, so the article goes on to say, Since Thanos is a glass half full guy, he sees his mission as saving half the universe. But to do that, he wants to kill off the other half. (laughs) That that's either genius or horrific, depending on your point of view. And most of our points of view say it's pretty horrific. Feige says, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think that I thought that's interesting. That's kind of like um, yeah, I mean that sort of Kantian philosophical stuff, isn't it? Yeah, that kind of lines up with the comics version, who like famously did once kill half the universe. Yeah, but that, I think the fact the the fact that he is kind of seeing himself as a savior as, rather than a 
hey, you know, conqueror. James, maybe he sees, he sees himself as a guardian of the galaxy. <laughs> Of all the galaxies, he so he yeah he he wants to save everyone, and I guess he sees people like the guardians. Well, I, I mean, I guess all of these people who have been interacting with the Infinity Stones and superheroes like Iron Man and Black Panther and the technology they have, mm-hmm. and you know Hulk, Hulk being the you know next step in evolution, having been out in space, Thor being a god in his own right. Um, that all of these people are the are the threats of the universe, and that wipe them out and yeah yeah so no i mean it. i like it i like the sound of it I, I will be interested to see how much of that comes on over on screen because marvel has yeah. a habit of inventing backstories that then don't make it into the movie yeah but yeah. i think i think it's always nice that at least at least they <laughs> there is there is it. there's an intention behind the character of it is just it is not just this evil bloke turning up on earth to destroy everyone which up until now i had assumed that that is what they were doing yeah i mean he's no steppenwolf <laughs> no, that is true. No, he wanted the mother boxes to do things. <laughs> yeah, James, you've <laughs> got to. Oh, uh, sorry, that. I must have watched that. I should have watched more closely. <laughs> the next thing I thought was interesting, which was based on another assumption that I'd made about the movie, was that the final battle was happening in Wakanda because that is where the Soul Stone is. Mm-hmm. And that may not be the case. So this article uh, basically tells us that Cap. Has, that Vision is basically the closer that Thanos gets, like Vision starts to break down, is and is in pain and kind of can kind of feel him coming and feel, feel him coming for the Infinity Stone, mm-hmm. uh, and so Cap takes Vision to Wakanda to hide and protect him, knowing mm-hmm. that that's basically the best place for him to go. Mm-hmm. So the battle in Wakanda isn't to get the Soul Stone; it's to get Vision. It doesn't mean the Soul Stone's not there. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily but you know it it kind of makes it less likely than it was before we knew that piece of information i mean i i just think it fits so well like the idea that you know you eat the herb you commune with the recently dead and long distantly dead in fact you know if it's not related to the soul stone what's it really related to it's just it's too perfect a fit for that to not be the case so, I, I think totally... they might think he's going for Vision, but he's actually going for the Soul Stone. Yeah, but then I wonder, like, is that... I, I, and I don't know, this might be something because I am... Well, we obviously pay a lot more attention to these movies than, you, than like, just a casual moviegoer who goes and sees a movie once and goes, yep, yeah, sure, fine. Like, <laughs> we're the guys who want to know the... What, when did this happen in the timeline and how does that re- relate to that? <laughs> so I don't want, I wonder whether I'm going like, but is that too obvious? Are we just assuming that the soul stones in Wakanda and like, would it, it's not, it's not going to be a flip of our expectations. Is it? If the sun, if the soul stone is in Wakanda, well, no, I, of, I kind of think for the broad majority of the audience, well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. It would be a, it would be a twist, especially because they had a whole movie where they could have talked about it, but didn't. Okay flip side of that mad speculation time <laughs> my favorite time <laughs> and this i will admit is based on absolute nonsense but i i, I kind of love it so marvel has been releasing promo art there are there are like bios of the characters that have been released on toy websites uh that kind of like 
So we apparently, like, there is a toy bio somewhere that has told us that Captain America was off doing, like, clandestine missions with Black Panther, uh, sorry, with Black Widow and uh, Falcon mm-hmm. in kind of secret Avengers style in between the movies. There are now these uh, Avengers prelude comics coming out with from Marvel, aren't they, as well, that are kind of, like, filling in some tiny gaps and, and setting up the movies. Um, and there are all kinds of little pieces of promo art turning up here, there, and everywhere. Now, Marvel is releasing a movie tie-in novel called Incredibles Marvel Infinity Gauntlet Deluxe Buck and Model Set, right? (laughs) (laughs) And as part of that, they released six promo images, which were each of the Infinity Stones. And so each of these Infinity Stones has kind of like one character in the center of the image in the stone and then others around them. So the Mind Stone has um, Vision right in the middle, which makes sense because that's in his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Re- Reality Stone has Thor right in the middle, which makes sense because the Reality Stone is the ether, which was in his movie. Mm-hmm. Time Stone, it's Doctor Strange. Um, again, that makes complete sense that it's literally around his neck. Power Stone is Star-Lord. Yep, uh, we saw that in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, that's in his movie. Space Stone, so that was the Tesseract. Uh, that's got Captain America in the middle. So again, Cosmic Cube came from that movie. Mm-hmm. I guess you could you could have put Loki in the middle of it because we're presuming he's got it in his hand now. <laughs> we but... literally see it in mm. the trailer. Yeah, uh, and then the Soul Stone has Iron Man in the middle of it. Okay. Ha! Huh, that's interesting, isn't it, James? Yeah. And, so- and someone on the internet has uh, pointed out uh, a very early line, which I think is from Iron Man 2, when uh, Tony is kind of looking into the history of his dad. And we and there is a line from Howard Stark on that videotape that says, What is and always will be my greatest creation is you. And we know that they're bringing back that, you know, that, that like hologram technology that we saw in Civil War that... Tony was like that. Apparently, that was bedded in there for a very specific reason. They've said since mm-hmm. that, like the technology to show a young Tony Stark was was in the <clears> film <throat> for a specific reason, and will be popping back up in the Infinity War movies. What if Tony Stark is the Soul Stone? If Tony Stark is the Soul Stone, I'll leave the theater immediately. Why? I think it's great. No, I love it. That's dumb as shit. Well, or what if, like, the arc reactor or something like that, if, like, by saving his life, he almost created, like, he artificially created the final Infinity Stone. Artif- and that's... Sorry, artificially created an Infinity Stone? I don't know. Do you I'm want me to quit to... the podcast right now? I'm just trying, well, I'm trying to come up with some nonsense that explains it. <laughs> I like it. I, I, I like the symmetry of, like, as, like, the whole movie thinking that Vision's life is in danger and what if Vision, you know, what if, if Thanos unites the stones, then Vision's going to die. And actually, what's at stake is Iron Man, uh, who has kind of like been the centre of this from the very start. I just, I, I read it and I think I liked it enough that I that I would like to will it to be true in some form or another. If If that happens, I will start the petition for Zack Snyder to recut the film. <laughs> Why do you hate it so much? Because not everything has to be connected to the Infinity Stones. Like it kind of it it devalues Iron Man as a character if he turns out to be a magic. No, it just being adds an extra from space. 
It just adds an extra bit of a MacGuffin to him. No, 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 because this whole thing is that he's like the ultimate sim- like synergy of technology and man. Like he is, he's what we could be. You're, okay, so but, but so what if he's not? What if he's not the Soul Stone? But what if he's alive because of the Soul Stone? Yeah, then it just makes his dad look strange. Like, why is the Doctor why is strange? The, <laughs> why is the technologist <laughs> guy dicking around with you know? Uh, with a magic jewel from the stars, Cause, like I just because Howard and Peggy found it, and they're both alive why, still. In that case, why are they all on Earth? Like, come on, <laughs> I, James. I just think that's a step too far. I think it's perfectly conceivable that Iron Man might get the Soul Stone at some point, and you know, there's a there's a thing of him transcending his humanity and you know becoming this god level wielder of the soul stone i can see that as an arc for him to become like the ultimate hero fair enough but not not for him to be you know intricately linked to it from birth or anything like if Uh, i think if you turn if you turn iron man into a character who you know has a in ingrained destiny it just it only takes away from him okay counterpoint or just new new theory entirely uh hawkeye's got the soul stone on his farm he's just hiding it no no one's thinking to look on the farm he's resurrected quicksilver and they're like tossing the ball around in the field and linda cardellini's coming out with lemonade and they're just having a great time and that's why he's not in the movie i'd be fine with that if like if hawkeye's got the infinity stone and just no one thinks to go and ask him (laughs) I love how you're more fine with that than the other one. Because <laughs> I don't care if you ruin Hawkeye. Like, <laughs> it doesn't take that much work. Oh, can James. I can I make a point that there is an Infinity War action figure that has Hulk wielding the Soul Stone? What? Yep. It, tell me more. It's just like there are some action figures, and they've all got an Infinity Stone, and one of the one that Hulk has is the orange soul stone uh i've just googled it i'm looking at it now it's a hasbro toy yep and it sticks on a piece of rubble which he swings around yeah i'm i'm willing to guess that that means nothing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but but it looks like uh, i mean they're gonna have an orange soul stone in the movie right at some point yeah there's another theory that the the orange planet that we see at the start, which might be Titan, like is is the <clears throat> stone or something like that. I think I think you're right, James. We I think we both agree that the thing that makes most sense, given what we saw in Black Panther, is that the the thing that that is the source of the power of the technology in Wakanda is the Soul Stone. Sure. And the heart-shaped herb is kind of like what has grown yeah, because, you know, it's like, because the soul stone's there. It's like the obelisk from 2001 or something. Yeah. Um, I, I I totally buy into that as like it makes the most sense. But it's 50 days and I want to have some mad theories. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, oh, it is I'm so worth, excited. It's worth pointing out that in the, in the comics, they've recently... For a start, they've canon. Have I have I said this on the podcast? I've told a lot of people this. Uh, I don't know. In in their current um, Infinity War event, uh, I forget what it's called. Infinity something. Infinity countdown. Infinity countdown. They've um, 
<laughs> for a start, they've reorganized the colors of the Infinity Stones so that they match the movie, which they previously didn't. Uh, that's uh, uh, that's good. That's in, and they've canonically done that. And also, one of the Infinity Stones is now absolutely massive and floating in space. So, oh. which one is it? The Soul Stone? No. Like irritatingly, it's uh, the Power Stone. Okay. So, because if it was the Soul Stone, I would immediately be going like, well, that's a clue to what's happening in, in Infinity War. But also, the fact that just one of them isn't the same size as the others makes me think maybe they've taken that from uh, an yeah. early version of the script or something as well. And it is literally, though, I think it's the first shot in the trailer is a big orange planet. Yeah. Which I think could be Titan. The other the other small detail on this, you, do you remember there was, um, there was like the talk that during the trailer that aired at D23 there was a scene where Thanos literally threw a moon like he got the gauntlet and threw a moon at someone mm-hmm. uh, at potentially Thor um, apparently it sounds like that that's either like that's probably not on Earth which makes sense it's yeah. probably like on either Titan or potentially when he's getting the uh, stone from the Nova Corps which I think we know he turns up on Earth with, don't we? So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. So that that's also something. Don't expect Thanos to be flinging, flinging moons on Earth. He's going to be doing that elsewhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that's that's the majority of the Infinity War stuff. James, I'm I'm very excited about this movie now. <laughs> I mean, I'm very I don't think any of anyone could be as excited as we are for this. No, I'm a. Uh, Hopefully, going to be able to announce something that I'm doing surrounding the film uh, shortly on the on the podcast in the next few weeks. It's, it's just going to be something pretty low, pretty low key uh, and fun. But oh uh, yeah, I will I will okay. talk about that on the podcast once once plans have been solidified. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I haven't even told you, James. I'll tell I was you. Gonna say, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm intrigued. Can I just yeah. point out quickly? Like they keep saying he's from a planet called Titan in the comics. He is from the existing planet of Titan, which is a moon of Saturn. Ooh. And, you know, he lives out by Saturn with all the other Titans, like Star Fox and those guys. I can't remember any others. I'm going to guess that they're not going to have him from that Titan, given that he was on a floaty (laughs) rock out near nowhere, wasn't he? We're never going to get a Star Fox movie. Um... I'm not willing to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, James, uh, not specifically Infinity War, but um, Marvel announced six new dates um, in the last week. Ooh, uh, so the year is now going to be 371 days long. Uh, amazing I see what you did there uh, so Marvel uh, as as you know our listeners probably know already so we, we know obviously we've got Infinity War and then Ant-Man and the Wasp this year we've then got Captain Marvel March next year um, the untitled Avengers 4 in May next year are we gonna are uh, we gonna have a thing where we guess the title of Avengers 4 by the way uh, well, so, I mean, I, I I think everyone's assumption is that it is Infinity Gauntlet because I think some cast members had been referring to it casually as Gauntlet and they kind of accidentally said it in interviews. Yeah. But that could have just been a working title on the set mm-hmm. because Thanos has the Gauntlet. I mean, but he's got to do, right? Well, what they said was 
they didn't want to announce it because it would be a spoiler. And it's like, we already know there's going to be an Infinity Gauntlet, right? Yeah, so which, which should be that much a of a spoiler. Ra- so Reign of Thanos is my my uh, call. But that's it's that much of a spoiler either. Well, it implies that Thanos will win at the end of the third movie. Yeah, I guess. But uh, I- I'm going to go with um, Avengers 4 colon Captain Marvel saves the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's so a yeah, Captain Marvel March 2019, uh, Avengers 4 May 2019, and then the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel is... Uh, is coming in July 2019, uh, which I believe we know the date of because it's a Sony release uh, and they've announced it. Um, So the other dates that were in the books already, May 1st, July 31st and November 6th, 2020. (laughs) Uh, Those those we already knew about. Then we've got, um, let's do the months, it's probably easier. May 2021, July 2021 and November 2021. And then February 2022, <laughs> May 2022, and July 2022. James, would you like to play a game of <clears throat> let's guess which movies are coming out in those nine spots? Go for it. Right, so one of the 2020 ones has to be Guardians of the Galaxy 3, right? We yep. James Gunn has already said it's coming out in 2020. Yep. So that's one of them. Probably the May or July ones, probably one of the early ones, I would imagine. I would- I would guess it may. Yeah. Um, looking at kind of when movies came out in, in you know, the previous phases. Uh, so phase three started off with Captain America Civil War. Do you think we get this, uh, a Captain America movie anytime early in phase four? I don't think we're getting any. I don't think we're getting any more Iron Man, Captain America or Thor movies. Oh, I think we're getting Thor, but we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. Doctor Strange, I think we are getting. I think Doctor Strange makes sense for a 2020 movie. 2020 seems a bit early for something they've literally not talked about, though. But they've not talked about anything. Well, they've been pretty kept, clear that Guardians but, 3 is happening. But it came out in 2016. Are they going to leave it five years between Doctor Strange movies? Have they actually announced a sequel, even? No, but they haven't They haven't officially announced anything beyond Phase 3. Well, that's 3. the thing. Like We know a bunch of stuff is in production, but uh, I sort of... I think if any movie doesn't get a sequel, it's Doctor Strange. Oh no! I think he's going to be great. Yeah, I just, th- I just think his his shtick is better as a like guy turning up in other movies. Oh, I disagree because Doctor Strange's solo movie is maybe the best movie of Phase Three so far. Sorry, yeah, what? List? Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 maybe Black Panther Edge is it, but it's it's Panther and maybe. Strange probably. Maybe Are you yeah, they're very me? close. Yeah. No, I, 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 I love Doctor Strange. It's great. Clearly. And it, it holds up thematically, James. <laughs> and, th- and that scene where the Ancient One dies is profoundly moving on an existential <laughs> level. And Mads Mikkelsen is the best... Oh, no, wait, sorry. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is fine. He's no Eric Killmonger, is he? No, but he's better than Hella. Is he? Yep. I'm just doing James stop making me say things out loud on the podcast that our listeners are just going to be like turning off the podcast (laughs) I don't know I'm pretty close to to be honest I've already slagged off Bucky (laughs) (laughs) I think Doctor Strange is fantastic it's a very good movie is it the best movie of phase three 
I, so tweet, I'm, I'm tweet pe- Joe if you think that Doctor Strange is oh. not the best movie. God. Tweet him with your favourite swear word. Okay, look, I'm willing to say this. It is definitely one of the best two movies of Phase 3. I'm gonna, gonna disagree. I'm gonna let it slide. It's better. It's better than Thor Ragnarok. It's better than Spider-Man: Homecoming. It's better than Guardians of the Galaxy two, and it's better than Civil War. Okay. Yes. Now they're now they're definitely turning off because you agreed with me. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I'm penciling in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Dot Strange two because I just think it has to happen, and Marvel hasn't really written off a franchise yet. <laughs> yeah. Apart apart from Hulk, which there are there are financial reasons behind um thor ragnarok is then the next one in phase three that that ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There hasn't been a sequel for yet. I think we're going to get more Thor, uh, but I think 2021 for that one. I think if there's going to be more Thor, it will be 2021, yeah. yeah. I think it's more so, likely they save the big guys who are Avengers from now on. I'm going to give that to the November 2021 spot because 4-3 came out in November, so I think that's when that's coming out. Um, and then the other, the other movie that we think we know about, uh, which isn't a sequel... Oh, sorry, Black Panther, of course, is definitely getting a sequel as well. Mm-hmm. And I'd maybe put that in for, like, the summer 2021 20, spot. I, I think they probably make that as fast as they can. Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, they're, they're not going to hang around with that. If anything, 2020... Uh, 2020, is that too soon? So, uh, sorry, tw- 2021, I'm saying, for Black Panther. Yeah, I was just wondering... Yeah. No, I was wondering if they might try and get it in 2021, but I guess Black Panther's going to be in Avengers next year, so two years yeah. between movies. It's too fast. Yeah, it's too 20, fast. 2021, yeah. Okay, and then... So I'm I'm willing to give the third 2020 spot to Black Widow, which I think they will... I think, uh, given the success of Wonder Woman, I think they will be accelerating and getting made as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And if nothing else, um, Scarlett Johansson keeps making bad movies, so they've got to get on that before she completely destroys her box office appeal. <laughs> okay, so we've, we, we've, we filled in our 2020. Uh, the third movie in 2021. Um, 
they will make Ant-Man 3. You, and do you think that's when that makes sense? I, 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 I tend to agree there, Ant-Man yeah, 3. Definitely. Okay, so that loses the 2022 spots, which I think then we look at Captain Marvel 2, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the, the, I mean, you could, by 2022, have another Spider-Man movie, because I think Sony are moving at a, fa- a faster pay, uh, <laughs> pace, but that, that wouldn't be one of these three spots. So then that kind of leaves us with two untitled spots. Um, three years it would be between Avengers 4 and another Avengers movie. Um. I, I think that July 2022 spot makes sense for another Avengers. Yeah, it's going to be tough to make another Avengers movie after this one, isn't it? I think, well, I think, I think you, they might leave it flip- fallow for a, for a while. Or you, or you flip it and do something different with it, like like a an A-Force movie, you know? But, and by that I mean like an all-female team or something like that. Yeah, I guess... The, the problem is, if they do an Avengers movie that's like... Without the big three and with like Doctor Strange and Ant Man and you know War Machine, it's going to be a bit like, hey, it's the B list Avengers. Mm. So I think they will probably wait until some some special combination of stuff comes along. And so then there's one spot that we we haven't filled in in 2022 that surely there are the. The thing that Marvel have been very good at, especially throughout Phase 3, well, I think from Guardians onwards, really, is like almost getting ahead of the curve slightly and going, we know we need to mix things up. We know we need to bring in a new character here. We need to do something different there. So, James, I'm going to throw this open to you. What do you think <laughs> is like the, is, is like the new character that Marvel could be building a film around? I, 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 I've got one in mind that I really hope that they would do on the big screen. Um, I'm not convinced they would. Um, but yeah. Um, you know, if I had to... It's tough, right? Because there are characters I think they could do, and there are characters I think they should do. And there are some they definitely won't. Like, mm. we're not going to see... It would take a lot for us to see a Fantastic Four movie that quickly. We're not going to see, like, Daredevil Ryan Fist or anyone get reinvented. James. James, that's that's my other theory. Well, that the the, the Avengers, so the Avengers movie that we've already penciled this in separately. <laughs> the Avengers movie for twenty twenty two. How do you do something different with it? You introduce the Fantastic Four in it, so you've got the Fantastic Four. Oh, Thor four two has just changed dramatically <laughs> <laughs> based on the inclusion of the number four. Yeah, the, the, it, it, it's going to bring a whole new meaning to the famous Back Four. Um, <laughs> I mean, if Tony Tony Adams eat your heart out, we've got we've got Reed Richards now. <laughs> assuming, right? Assuming that they're not going to reintegrate any of the existing franchises outside that are held by Fox, right? Assuming yeah. that that's not going to happen, not that not that soon, anyway. Yeah. Then my call, the movie I would like to see is probably Miss America. Okay, so not not a million miles away. Mine is Miss Marvel. Yeah, I mean, I think one of those two is a is a good call for that because you know that's that's the market they haven't really got covered at the moment. Or or maybe something a bit different, like 
Moon Knight or something like that, you know, like a bit. I don't, or, I don't see any version of Moon Knight working on screen, to be honest. Moon Knight strikes me as definitely a Netflix character. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Or, you know, uh, whatever deal I'm replaces not, the Netflix deal. I've no idea what's going on with the rights issues, but Neymar? That's, but that's been, that's, he's a fairly major Marvel character that we haven't seen yet, right? Yeah, yeah. Again, though, like, Namor as a character, for me, unless you're going to do the, like, straight up Aquaman take, to me, he seems fairly obviously you introduce him as a villain and then rehabilitate him. Because that's how he works best. Like, Namor is a dick under any, any circumstances. So lean into that. Make him a, a villain in a Captain America type movie or something. I mean, the <laughs> the the movie I really want to see is Thunderbolts, which again, Marvel doing the Suicide Squad. Yeah, could work, but I don't think they will do it. It's interesting though, James. Do you remember a, f- a few weeks ago on the podcast we were kind of going through all of the Marvel franchises and saying, well, they can't carry them all on post infinity war mm-hmm. and i think and i i think as as we've just said we don't expect there to be kind of a captain america titled movie or an iron man titled movie coming out no. in it in the kind of three in 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 these nine films that that follow on from phase three mm-hmm. um but you know we we looked at it and we kind of said there well otherwise we've kind of given a sequel to Every franchise that they've got running at the moment, which is Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. uh, we know we know about the Spider-Man one, Thor, uh, which even that is speculative, but I'm saying that based on how Taika Waititi has spoken about wanting to continue with the character, and I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think Hemsworth's done as much as the others are. No, sure. Um, if any of those three are going to get a sequel, it's Thor. But uh, yeah, and again, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, who were basically giving a sequel to, despite her not having. Her own solo movie. They would have to yet. fuck that movie up very badly for it to yeah. not get a sequel. But you know, another Ant Man, another team up Avengers style team up movie. Mm-hmm. You you do all of those, and there are still empty spots. So <laughs> unless that unless they're rushing out movies with it within less than two years, and as we say, the kind of like even like Marvel's B list, we've started to work through a lot of now. Like, what are they going to do? Release a Hercules movie? <laughs> you know, like so they, I mean, they you are, say that. I can sort of see a Hercules movie working because, you know, aside from the fact that it would just be the first Thor again to some extent, <laughs> you know, there's there's room for a Marvel comedy where it's, you know, God comes to Earth and has to learn how to be a human. Like, that's that's a concept that works. Really, have, have they kind of used most of that, like, next tier of characters on TV at this point? <sighs> the The problem with saying that, right, is that the Guardians of the Galaxy were... Were even more. Were as low as you, like, the cachet they had was as low as it got. So they can essentially spin anyone into a movie. Like, I think if they can make Guardians work, they can definitely make Thunderbolts work, for example. Even though, like, the public has no clue who the Thunderbolts are. But it's not going to take much to make that work. Yeah. So, I, I'm just looking at the even the comics that they publish right now. Mm-hmm. That they've got. I'm starting to think Hawkeye is getting a movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> like what? I'm looking down, the ones that don't have movies, like it, there's like there's Iron Fist and Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Luke Cage. <laughs> you've got you've got all your Inhumans characters. Um, Sorry, Moon Girl characters. 
<laughs> Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. You certainly got that's, your Inhumans that's designs. One, that's one that's standing out. Punisher's, yeah. be, Punisher's been done on TV. And then, you know, you've got all your X-Men and Fantastic Four characters who, for the moment at least, you can't use. Mm-hmm. And then and then you look and you wonder, hey, maybe Squirrel Girl. Maybe we'll get a Squirrel Girl movie. Uh, she's on TV, though, right? So, Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah now she's been used on TV. Yeah. Um, Cloak, Cloak and Dagger being used on TV. <laughs> I guess Young Avengers might happen. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, Marvel, I'm sure, will surprise us. But I, I think all of those franchises, when you're saying, is there going to be a Doctor Strange 2? I think you look at that many, you look at nine films in three years and you have to say. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I do, and then I, I, but, I do have a quick caveat, the, actually, which is that go on, go on. I think there is a chance that they do another Iron Man movie. The only With circumstances under which that happens is if the movie is essentially the death of Tony Stark. Like, if it's Logan, but for Tony Stark. That's that's the next time and only time we get another Iron Man solo movie is if it's I the last one. I just think that's happening in, I think that's happening in Infinity War, whether it's part one or part two. Nah. Tony Stark. Tony Stark's not coming out of that alive. I'm sure, I don't think there's going to be an Iron Man after uh, Infinity War parts one and two. Hmm. I do think there's going to be a Tony Stark. Yeah. And and all joking aside, I do wonder whether spin-offs is something they start looking at more directly because, you know, you look at the amount of supporting characters they had in Black Panther who popped so much. <laughs> I mean, I, I genuinely think they could announce, um, you know, like a, like a kind of Women of Black Panther movie or just like a Shuri solo movie and you could make that happen. Um, and, and then the other thing I wonder is whether they start being, rather than having, you know, like, this is a Thor movie with Hulk in it, you literally have a movie that is like, um, Black Widow and Captain America. You know, that that's, that's its name. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. More, more, something closer to Civil War, but even that, I guess, had a, had... Yeah, like, ex- explicit team-up movies are an interesting idea. Yeah. Hey, that was some fun idle speculation, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, we did reference briefly the uh, the Netflix characters there. Uh, there is a little bit of news surrounding the Netflix Marvel shows. Um, Luke Cage Season 2 is debuting on June 22nd. James, where are you at with small screen Marvel or Netflix Marvel? Because I, I, I reached the point where I kind of read that and I went, I don't know if I'm going to watch that show. I'm three episodes deep into Jessica Jones Season 2. Because you've got pre-release, uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. As uh, whereas actually, our listeners probably it's been out all weekend. Yeah, and they already know yeah. whether it's good or bad or not. Yeah, first okay, three episodes this... are quite promising, to be honest. But I, I've read some kind of disappointing reviews about where the se- season goes. Okay, um, which yeah, oh, is good. Worrying, I look but... forward to that then. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 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 we'll see what happens that. you watched the punisher as well didn't you yeah that was surprisingly good like the the thing about the punisher is it was so kind of off on its own and just sort of it had a very strong story that wanted to tell and it told it and it was very divorced from like the whole superheroics idea of the yeah. of the netflix stuff so it was very thematically complete. Whether it was actually fun to watch or kind of well-paced is more up for debate. 
I couldn't bring myself to do it. There, there was um, there was an episode of BoJack Horseman last season where there was, or maybe even the season four, where there's like a movie being released about a shooting, uh, well, where where like the main character is you know gun toting rampage the whole way through, mm-hmm. and like the the Hollywood boss is stressing about having to continue continuously push the movie back because oh there's another shooting we we can't release it today and it's just it was just one of those shows that i could never really find myself in the mood to watch yeah um it is a show whose zeitgeist has not come but i i was thinking about it really and i i I think really since luke cage season one marvel on netflix has kind of felt like they've had their tail between their legs a little bit because obviously the critical reaction to Iron Fist was an extremely chastening experience. (laughs) They essentially couldn't promote Punisher because of current events and kind of had to say like, oh, we're we're releasing it next week because they, you know, you couldn't release it in advance. and And they kind of just had to kind of like put it out and couldn't fanfare it as much as they normally would. Mm-hmm. And weirdly, the defenders seemed, I'm saying it like, um, consi- considering like the conversations we just had in Infinity War, and I know it's a completely different um, proposition, but the defenders, I think, should have felt like a bigger deal. And whether they just weren't, uh, whether they never saw it as a big, as a bigger deal as we thought it was going to be. <laughs> But you bring these four, you bring these four characters together on the small screen who have all been having these various interactions that have, or these these like adventures that feel like they're all kind of coming together in some way at least with with the hand and the black sky stuff, and then the the story they actually chose to tell of it, I I thought kind of yeah, I sort of <laughs> I sort of have a theory about that, which is that to make Avengers, they knew they had to make at least three good solo films first whereas for the defenders like it was it was baked into the original deal that you do four solo shows then defenders so they spent a lot of time like setting up this show that they thought was going to happen and that kind of held back the individual component shows and then when they got Mm. to do their crossover they didn't really have an idea for it they were just like well we have an obligation to fulfill so we better do it yeah. Because like, I and, don't well, mean to be like that guy, but I think I and possibly anyone who had watched all four of those Defenders shows could have come up with a more satisfying story than the one they did in the Defenders. Because it was just... I, I've never been more depressed watching it. Well, I like final season of How I Met Your Mother. But other than that, I've never <laughs> been more depressed watching a TV show. Yeah. I kind of like, I was just like, this? Really? But, I mean, what I was really trying to refer to, James, was the promotion for that show, which felt like it didn't really ever take flight. And well, I remember in the UK, what they did was uh, have two... Who was it? It was um, Charlie Cox and Finn Jones at the general Netflix junket, and then there was nothing. Yeah, like... Whereas, whereas for every, Iron Fist, every... famously, you got flown out to New York. <laughs> nah, Luke Cage, I went to Paris. Iron Fist, I went to New York. Every film had a junket. Every previous series, sorry, had a junket at least. Yeah. They even let me interview... Um, Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, uh, Chris and Ritter has been giving interviews, obviously promoting <laughs> Jessica Jones season two. 
And she said, you know, I had a great time doing The Defenders. And honestly, it was such a good experience that I would even do it again. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we are doing it again. Yeah. It was never intention to do it again. But, you know, if I was given another opportunity, I would. But yeah, so it sounds like they, they've got absolutely zero intention of doing a Jess- uh, of doing a Defenders season two. No, although there was a guest star in Jessica Jones from one of the other shows and I nearly screamed the house down. <laughs> oh, I can see that happening more and more and you know how they made Karen Page a series regular on Punisher and mm-hmm. you can you can kind of move the pieces around. Yeah, I think uh, I'd be happy if they just continued to do that rather than force bad team-ups. But I wonder as well, you know, what the what the future of these Marvel TV shows is if, as we expect, within the next two or three years... Disney launches its own streaming service. It takes all of its shows from Netflix because why would it leave them up there on a better competitor and they're contractually, you know, uh, able to do that. Um, But then do they continue making them? Because how are those shows going to sit alongside the rest of the Disney catalogue? Well, I think, yeah, they do keep making them because there'll be, you know, Marvel Television is still going to be their flagship, one of their flagship brands, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but then I wonder, do you, do you make more stuff that's family-friendly? Do you make your Cloak and Daggers and Squirrel Girls or, or, or New Warriors, which it will be called? Do you, make, do you make more of that stuff and less of the gritty, bludgeoning people in the syringing them in the eye kind of stuff <laughs> that you get? That you get it's the funny thing, oh, I've, had, like, I've had this feeling with Defenders, um, Daredevil, and especially The Punisher, which is that about two-thirds of the way through every series, I start becoming, like, just numb to the amount of death in there, and it, like, yeah. profoundly affects me in that I just... Like, they will have characters appear for two seconds on screen, like, just two random henchmen, and then Electra will turn up and, like, throw knives in their throats, and they'll just collapse. Yeah. And I just, like, get overwhelmed by the sheer existential horror of how quickly a life can end. And like, I don't think I'm supposed to be thinking about that while I'm watching this kind of glossy superhero show. But that's that's what it does to me. <laughs> affects yeah. me very badly. So yeah, let's see how that looks next to Herbie Fully Loaded, loaded <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> on the Disney app. What I really want is for them to wrap up those shows and then do a new version of Daredevil in the MCU on the big screen. I still think Charlie Cox would work. You know? <sighs> He would, but the second you put Daredevil, and especially that version of Daredevil alongside yeah. Captain America, all the kids are going to be like, Mummy, Mummy, can I watch Daredevil? The parents aren't really going to know what the fuck's going on, so they'll let them James, watch do, it. Re- and then- do you remember how badly I wanted just one shot in Infinity War when all the shit's going down? You just <laughs> see you just see like Daredevil and Jessica Jones looking up from Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> well, da- like, Daredevil's how- dead. How- that is uh, no, no. We canonically, <laughs> we know he's not. <laughs> they showed us. Um, uh, yeah, but I, that's kind of like when we were in season one to season two of Daredevil. That's re- uh, that's what I wanted to see. I kind of just wanted like yep. just acknowledge it. And now, a couple of years later on, I'm like, ignore them. Do not give them <laughs> one second of screen time. <laughs> uh, please do not pretend that it. Like, don't. Do not give any credence to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. happening in the same universe as yours. <laughs> Let's just... Uh, and I would just love it if Kevin Feige said, Do you know what? We had this experiment. It's great. Uh, the Marvel TV shows are connected to us as far as they see it. 
we will never reference the TV shows in the movies. Yeah, I and, mean, it's... And, it's and, and similar to kind of like the Star Wars deleted canon. <laughs> yeah, we said this was we said this was canonical once, but it it's just not the no, like the not. only thing stopping Kevin Feige from saying that is the fact that it would be you know the TV would, division where it would be openly detrimental to the company to that the TV him. shows. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I think we all know it at this point, though, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently, Agents of Shield, by the way, is writing its season finale this season as if it could be the last ever episode. <sighs> Uh, so promises, if that's promises. the ca- if that's the case, that show has to end with like letting Coulson die, right? Finally letting him die. You would hope. Just put put the status quo back together, and maybe there's a time thing that undoes all of the Cree stuff. And oh, I would be so happy and... if the show deleted itself from MCU continuity yeah. as the finale. <laughs> just for all so, the people who get like worked up over it like i don't care i don't watch it it doesn't doesn't bother me that it exists anymore <laughs> aside maybe, from the fact um, that they're using using up ghost rider who is a perfectly good character who could be doing his own stuff maybe they'll um maybe they'll somehow manage to envelop in humans into there as well <laughs> and remove that from the continuity as well because i have you i've still not seen a second of that have you james nope no do you intend to no no, life's too short. Yeah, as as we discover three three quarters of the way through a Netflix season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, James, we'll move on to our final section, which is the pitch. I'm sure you have been thinking up your pitch for this all week. Um, <laughs> last week, uh, we were, if anyone missed our Superman three episode, uh, Seb was regaling us with the original story uh, outline for Superman three which involved Brainiac, Supergirl, and Mr. Mixelpitlick. Was I close? Mixes Pitlick. Yeah, sure. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, so all of those three characters were, were going to be in Superman 3. And obviously, by the time that we got to the final film, none of them were, but Richard Pryor was. Um, so what I said is, guys, pitch me a Superman movie that actually includes those three characters, Brainiac, Supergirl, and Mr. Mixelpitlick. Mixes Pitlick. Yeah, that's what I, I got it right again. Um, so, James, you are going to give us your pitch, and then Seb has emailed me his pitch, which I am going to uh, read on his behalf. Okay, so my pitch is that, uh, let's say, did Brainiac have to be in it? Yes. Brainiac <laughs> takes over Superman. Um. Oh no, Superman can't save us from anything, but luckily... Supergirl arrives, uh, mixes Pitlick, uh, what, like, Supergirl's, like, really young, but mixes Pitlick makes her into an adult so that she can help save the Earth, because, you know, he lives here too, apparently. Um, He turns her into Power Girl, because I want to see a Power Girl movie, and Power Girl saves the day. Right. Uh, That that had... um every sign of someone winging it wildly from sentence to sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Much like um, Superman 3 in that respect. Uh, James, I'm just going to re- read off the start of Seb's email and see whether this rings any bells to you. Uh, Seb said, okay, so first off, I would like to state my certainty that, brackets, unless he's completely forgotten, the speed with which James said he already had his pitch last week means that his idea is going to be to pitch an adaptation of... Do you remember this? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but I remember thinking, oh, I'll use that as an excuse to put Power Girl in the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, Seb will show you we're going to p- pitch an adaptation of Whatever Happens to the Man of Tomorrow, which has all of Brainiac, Mixed All, Pickle Click, and Supergirl in it. Uh, and if <laughs> and Seb says if he is correct, then he has to win by default. Seb has not won by default. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So Seb's Seb's pitch otherwise is as follows: Supergirl, played by Melissa Benoist. Uh, Bo- oh no, Benoist. Bullshit. Benoist. Supergirl, played by Melissa Benoist, uh, wakes up in an unfamiliar setting. It's Metropolis, but not as she knows it. Gradually, she discovers that she's in a world she doesn't recognise, and we, the audience, realise that she has somehow found herself in the Christopher Reeve slash Brandon Routh Superman universe. It's all thanks to the machinations of Mr. Mixel Pickelick, played by Peter Dinklage, who has used his fifth-dimensional powers to completely rewrite reality. In the process, Superman has been apparently erased from existence, and everyone in the world only ever remembers Supergirl being in it, including her having apparently been involved in the events of the original Superman films instead of Superman. <laughs> Are they like, why did you have sex with Pamela Stevenson? <laughs> Uh, I think Seb might have to win. Uh, eventually, it transpires that Mr. Plicklick was work- working with slash being controlled by Brainiac, played by Mark Strong, uh, as as it seems like any um, <laughs> any malevolent DC villain has to be. Um, and as part of a plot to erase his hated enemy Superman from existence, uh, sorry, that was that was being following up from the. I read that clause badly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to continue, though. Kara, however, successfully tricks Mixel Pickelick into saying his name backwards and returning to his own dimension, restoring Superman, Brandon Ralph, back into existence. But Brainiac had already built in a contingency plan whereby Mixel Pickelick do- doing this breaks down the walls between universes, bringing all realities crashing together. Yet thanks to this, Superman, Supergirl and Superman are able to team up with Superman, Tyler Hecklin, Superman, Henry Cavill, Superman, Dean Kane, Superman, Gerard Christopher... Superman Tom Welling and Superman Ben Affleck. What? And Superman and Supergirl Helen Slater to defeat Brainiac and restore... Oh, Hollywoodland. And (laughs) defeat Brainiac and restore reality before returning to their respective universes. I mean, it sounds about as complicated as your average DC comic story and about as good as one. Um, He definitely put more thought into it than you. James, that he didn't. That there is, he didn't even turn up to defend his idea in person. That is true, but I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I do like the idea of all of these different versions of the like it's Spider Verse, but with Superman. Um, I do like that. Uh, I like the casting that he's come up with. Um, you know, he just chooses the same three cast people because you like them. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, Mixes Pit Lake should be Deep Roy. um yes i mean i mean taking all of that into account i think that uh yeah james you win the pitch this week (laughs) he's not here to defend himself i can't (laughs) the funny thing is you know that no one no one was expecting that outcome more than seb (laughs) (laughs) the funny thing is seb actually listens to the podcast he's not on as well so he's gonna have to hear this well, he will. He will do the, after I've edited it. Seb then goes back over it and puts the music in and edits out any errors that I'd miss. Yep. Um, I can very well imagine that Seb will edit something over that. <laughs> 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 and that might, listeners, you might not have just heard me <laughs> Walter Winter James this week.
I would just like to add at this point that yes, I did fully expect that outcome, but also I should really win given that I can actually pronounce Mixies Pitalik and Joe can't, and I can pronounce Kultapatiuksum. I just have to just have to figure out who's going to play Power Girl. Uh, yeah, give, give me give me some casting, quick quick fire. Uh, you know I'm bad at casting. I don't really know actors. <laughs> Gal Gadot. Uh, what, great, yeah. <laughs> you've, won, you've won twice. Um, okay, uh, but that is it for this week's show. Um, don't forget that our next episode is on Thor: The Dark World, which. James, I'm excited about. I'm wondering. I'm wondering whether some reappraisal is going to go down. <laughs> I've said in the past. The first time I ever watched that movie, I was like, I, I'd had a great time. I went to a screening at a very nice central London cinema. On the way in, they gave me a stress ball version of Mjernia, which I've mentioned on the podcast before. I've thrown at my wife, shouting Mjernia, and she loves that. Sorry, can she we just is- spin back a second? What very nice central London cinema is there? Oh, it was... Because no, aren't a they all screen. shit? It was, no, it was a screening room. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, like, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, it was like... One Which of, one? Which one? Might, I, I, I think it might have been Dolby, maybe. I like that. Oh, no! No, in fact, no, it was at one of the Curzons. I think it was at the Curzon Soho, which is which actually okay. is a nice central London cinema. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, went went there, saw it, and I was like, I liked it. It was funny. I liked that bit where Captain America turned up. I, I liked the London bits. That was good. I liked it when Thor hung up his hammer. Four stars. Um, <laughs> I, d- I don't think I actually reviewed it. And then I rewatched it uh, kind of very soon after it came out on DVD because uh, my sister was kind of like, she'd watched some Marvel movies, she just watched the Avengers, and she was like, oh, what are the other ones that I haven't seen? So we kind of. Like, <laughs> and you were like, oh, you've got to watch this one. No, it was like it was like the last one. So she kind of like she so we like watched like I think Iron Man two and Iron Man three and and then like yeah maybe Winter Soldier and then we and then we watched the Dark World. I can't, I can't remember exactly. Um, and I just remember thinking on rewatch, oh, this movie's terrible. So I've watched it twice, and once I thought it was great, and once I thought it was terrible, and was bored to tears. So um, let's see what happens the third time round. Ooh, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I've watched. I think there's probably not a Marvel movie I've watched less. Even even like I've, I've you know I've, obviously I've gone back and watched Doctor Strange twice since it came out. The thing I like most about it, great movie, is that it makes Vimto canonical within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Amazing. I I like little things. I I like um, that uh, Seabrooks are canonical in the Fast and Furious universe because <laughs> they were in a they were in a vending machine that the Rock threw someone into. <laughs> In Fast and Furious Six, I just I never thought I would see a can of Vimto fill fill the screen in IMAX. <laughs> so, long story short, um, Thor: The Dark World is going to be a very fun podcast next week. Um, but yeah, if you're enjoying the show, then please do subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Cinematic Universe. Uh, I think there is either, by the time you're listening to this, there will either have been an update going out on on Patreon or there will be one coming. We are going to announce the next few films that we've got lined up, uh, at least at least for Infinity War, perhaps a little bit beyond that. Yeah, um, And also, if you're waiting for competitions and stuff, they will be restarting. It's more like I moved house and then got very badly ill and then had a lot of yeah. freelance work. So I'm still trying to sort my stuff out. They're coming. But uh, it's, it's all coming back. Don't worry. Yeah, one of the reasons that Seb isn't on this podcast is he's, he's recording one of his bonus episodes 
this week, uh, which will be going out on Patreon um, as well. Uh, and and James, you've got a bonus episode coming up, and if we hit the target, so do I. Yep. I, I can announce what mine is now. I'm going to be doing an ode to Michael Giacchino, <laughs> uh, which will include his, uh, obviously his superhero movie work, but also I'm just going to tell you a little story about why I love his music so much and, and what it means to me. Um, so you're trying to win yeah. the Edinburgh Award or something? <laughs> I... Uh, I um I'm just looking forward to in true Giacchino style being able to put as many puns into there as possible. <laughs> Without me and Sam uh, to stop you. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, no one stops Giacchino, so they won't be able to stop me either. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, you can find more episodes of the show at cinematicuniverse.com. You can get in touch via Facebook, on Twitter at cine underscore verse, or send us an email to editorial at cinematicuniverse.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.